What should we do? What should man do? What should a person do if they're stuck in a negative pattern of behavior? They find themselves slipping, sliding into, they were in a good place, in a good posture, in a good position of life. Everything's going fine. And then, for some reason, they find themselves slipping, and then they're sliding, and they're spiraling out of control, and they feel like they're losing it. Which really means that they... There are certain patterns of behavior that a person finds himself that they entered into a new a new type of pattern of behavior. Sometimes, sometimes habit, teva, hergal nasa teva shayni. Sometimes something that's done repetitively becomes a new nature. What does a person do when they get stuck into their new nature, a new type of a new type of pattern of behavior? They find themselves that lately, as of late, this is the response to certain things, and they're worried that they'll get stuck into this pattern of behavior. And once you're stuck in the pattern of behavior, it'll be much more complicated and difficult to untangle yourself. There's an interesting argument between, in the Gemara, Chazal, between the sages and Rehuda, how many times, in order for something to be established as a new fact, as a Chazaka, to establish something, how many times does a person have to do this? Or, for example, the classic argument was with regards to a, a shor, a bull, that is a tom, which is a simple bull, and it doesn't have a nature, or it doesn't seem to be having a nature, to gore. And then the Torah says that if this bull is no longer uh, a simple bull, but for some reason this ox or bull has a goring nature, then instead of paying, let's say, half of the damages, if he, this, this, it hurts someone or ruins something, then now this person has to pay, the, 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 the owner of the bull, of this ox, has to pay Nezik Shalom, has to pay a full price. So the argument is, how do, you, how do we establish Chazaka? How do we establish this new fact, this, this new established idea? Is it through two times or three times? So if it does it once, Let's say that the nature of this animal is not to gore. Let's all assume the nature is it's a, it's a placid, it's a peaceful, it's a docile animal. It certainly doesn't gore people. And then it does it once. So when, some, when, something, when someone, something or someone, or an animal or human, does something once that is out of character, we'll say that that's, that's abnormal. That's an anomaly. That's not an established idea. So let's say someone is generally an honest person. Let's see, we talked about some human being obsessed as an honest person. They generally, they don't find themselves that they cheat or they lie. And once there was a certain conditioning, something happened, and they did lie. So that will say, is it an anomaly? And it's not an established idea. What happens if someone does something twice, or let's say the classic argument is with an animal. Let's say the, the animal gores twice. So Rebihuda says that by goring twice, that establishes a new fact. The first the first time it gored, it was an anomaly. It was it was unnatural. It was not something that could be predicted. But if it did it twice, that establishes a new fact. The sages, which is Allah has according to the sages, come saying that it needs three times, three times in order to establish a fact. What's the logic? What's the depth of the logic of the sages? The sages are saying like this. Chum is saying like this. 
when some when someone or something or so or an animal does something one time, that's abnormal. So, let's say an animal is a very docile, a very placid, a very behaved, uh, domesticated animal, and it did something abnormal. You say, okay, something happened. It got irritated, whatever. It did something, but it was abnormal. If it does something twice, so you. It's you can't call it abnormal anymore because they're already twice, but you can't say that yet that it establishes a new way. When something does something three times, that becomes its new norm. Again, so the logic is like this: is what the sages are arguing. The reason why three times is a chazaka, three times establishes the fact, is because the first time is abnormal. The second time you can't call it abnormal, but you can't say it establishes a new pattern. When it does something three times, the third time means that it's a new pattern. It's a new pattern means that that's now the, the behavior of this animal will be consistent with this new pattern of behavior. So this means that there's a chazaka, there's something that's established. Same thing also you think about in your own life, that when you do something out of character, it happened once, then it's out of character, it's unnatural, and you probably won't do it again. You do it twice, you have to pause. Like, what, why did I do this again? Why did I cheat again? Or why did I lie? Or God forbid, any type of negative act whether it's a certain response, or a certain way of thinking, a certain way of being, you have to ask yourself that question, why did it happen twice? But you can't say that I just established myself as a new pattern of behavior. But when you do things three times, that then it already becomes a pattern, and then it's already a question of what's going on here. Why did I establish this new pattern of behavior, and how do I untangle myself from this? There's a mimer, there's a Hasidic discourse from the Alter Rebbe, Parshat Baleischa, that, that discusses this idea of, of uh, it brings out a Pasik, brings out a verse from Yermia, from the prophet, Jeremiah, that says, that the Pasik says that I will plant a Kulizer uh, Amazon, I'll plant a, a, a vineyard, and and it's it's all Zerabas, it's all like seed of seed of truth. But the Alter Rebbe writes over there in the Mimer in this discourse, he says that the word Shurak is also Shuruk. It's also the sound the U sound, the vowel of a Shuruk. And the Shuruk, the vowel of the Shuruk is actually three dots. Three dots under a letter. So if you ever look in a Siddha, you'll see that whenever there's, a, there's three dots on the letter in a diagonal way, that represents an U sound. Now the shurik is three dots, and it's slanted, which the depth of that idea means a person is does things three times, so it represents a pattern of behavior, a new chazaka. That's right. This is the depth of what it means. That it's it's a depth of pattern of behavior that already happens three times, and it's slanted, meaning a person is slipping and sliding. And the Alter Rebbe says that with the, the 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 intention of a person that is in that state is that they should make from the shuruk, from these three points that are just sloping downwards, which means a person slipping downwards, they should make it into a segel. A segel is you lift it up, and then you have a diagonal, you have a, a triangle, which would be three points, which is same, using the same three points of the vowels, which is slipping and sliding, which is diagonal three slopes, you're using it as a triangle, which is looped, which is the idea of a segel. I'm segula, people of that colleagues are called people of a skula, something that's precious, something that's beautiful, something that's 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 brilliant, it's called a skula, a segel. So what does it mean? Let's try to understand what this means. Because over there also, 
talks about this idea that, are, that a person has to think about Riyashbaim, the idea of creation ex nihilo continuously. So, the way we understand, the way we conceive creation is the way not only we conceive as, as a conception, as a belief and an idea, but the way we actually experience creation, the way we experience reality is we're only experiencing reality in the moment. The only moment that's real to us in this present moment is the moment. And the moment, because past is memory and future is fantasy. There is no past, there is no future, just in our mind. But what we're experiencing right now, let's say right now when I'm having a conversation with you at this present moment, is the moment of the conversation. And it's, it's, the, it's not only the moment of conversation, it's the, it's the, the emptiness that's, that's flo- f- flowering or opening itself up into this present moment, which is the context, so to speak, that's being filled with a particular content of the experiences that I'm having right now. So in the thought that I'm having now or the feeling that I'm having now. But the, the, the experience of the moment is emerging from, from ayin, from emptiness, into the present moment of yesh, of existence, and in the existence, I'm filling this emptiness with a particular type of existence, which means a particular thought or a particular feeling or a sensation, whatever, however I'm experiencing the present moment in this moment. So there's a cosmic idea. There's a cosmic idea, which is sort of saying like an external idea, somewhat external, but it's not really external. What's somewhat external is that, that when the Torah speaks about creation, that Bresh is bara, beginning Hashem created, so the Ramban Nachmanides writes in the beginning of Rashis that the word bara is a, a, a type of creation that's ex nihilo, something from nothing. That it's it's a it's it's from yesh ma'ayin. Uh, it's it's an existence that emerges out of nothingness or no thingness, a non-existence existence that emerges existence into existence. So that's on a cosmic level that the world is created in a way of yesh ma'ayin. And then there's the exper- experiential experience, in, the, in other words, reflected within our own consciousness, is that's the only way we experience life. That life is always emerging from the nothingness, from the emptiness into the somethingness of the, exper- of the present moment. So there's, there's a strong sense, both cosmically and internally, both externally and internally, and both cosmically and microcosmically, that what we're experiencing this, in, as, as life is the emergence of, ye- of yesh from an ayin. Of this, of the existence of somethingness, of manifestation from the unmanifest at every single moment that, that's unfolding. This is a deeper way of thinking about life, which is the, actually the only way to think about life, because that's if you understand life, that's the only way to think about it. Is the emergence of somethingness that's constantly emerging from the place of the nothingness, from the emptiness. Now, when we think about time, because time is the emergence of in this present moment. Now, there's other dimensions of time, which we'll say time is past and future. But like I said, time, if you past and future, on some level, just doesn't exist in the consciousness of the person living in the present moment. But if you think of the word time itself, zman in Hebrew, it's the word zman. So the Arizal reveals that the word zman, which is 97, is a combination of two names of Hashem, which is the name of Ma and Ban, which is both names of God, Yudke Vavke, and it's various forms of how you spell out the Yudke Vavke, Yud Vavdala, and how you spell the Hei, Hei Vav, 
how do you spell spell it with a hey yud, or you spell it in vav yud, or vav aleph, or vav hey aleph, or hey hey. So you'll get to different different combinations. It could be 72, 63, 40, 45, uh, 45 and 52. Shema avzagam These are the four f- fullness of yud ke vav ke. This is a very Kabbalistic idea, but a simple way to like reduce it and bring it down into into simple language is that there is ma is what. That's literally translated as, as what, which is the potential of something, which means that it doesn't have yet, this is why Chachma is called Chachma, the, the power of what, the potential of what, it means it doesn't have form, it doesn't have yet substance, not form and not substance, there's no yeshus in it, it's ayin, it's the nothingness, and then there's ban, which is also the word Adam, Adam is ma, the man is, is ma, she ma, which is to live in a place of dream and hope and possibility. That's what man means, to live in that place. And then behema, which is animal, is bama, which means it's, it's swallow the ma, it's swallow the potential of what, or to say it a little bit different, that's why behema is in the numeric value 52, which is shemban, is that it, the, the, the definition of an animal, at least in our estimation, what animals are, at least, or certainly what a human being is living in the consciousness of an animal, is that the person is living with no possibility of future. Is uh, an animal? The moment it is born is already its completion. It just it just grows in in quantity, not in quality. But the human being, you can't compare the state of consciousness of a human being, of infancy to a human being with 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 adulthood of a human being. Because God willing, hopefully this person developed and evolved much more than they were a child. But an animal, it, basically a child and adult is, is similar in, in the same in the same zip code, so to speak, in the same echos, uh, in the same. Quanti- the same quantitative difference, the same quantitative quality, just a quantitative difference. So ma and ban together, 42 and 52, and, 50, and, and ban, 45 and 52 together is 97, which is ma, which is time. So let's understand this in terms of what we're talking about over here, which means like this. Since the since ma represents I and nothingness, ban represents yash, existence, being reality, what is present without the possibility of a future. When we think about change and transformation, there are two things that has to happen. The first thing is the awareness. Whenever a person's stuck in any situation, whenever a person's stuck, and it doesn't necessarily mean psychological issues or mental issues, emotional issues, but even, let's say, financial issues, whenever, whenever a person feels themselves stuck into something, they have to recognize the ma of time. They have to recognize the ion of time. The emergence of uh, the somethingness that's emerging in the present moment is always emerging from nothingness, from the emptiness. And therefore, it gives the possibility of everything. There's no, there's, every moment is a brand new moment. So let's uh, say it more clearly. Every moment is, is, is a brand new moment. Or like Rabbi Yerner writes, one of the classic uh, writers on tshuva and shara tshuva, he says that that a person has to do tshuva, a person wants to do tshuva, wants to transform their life. At any moment, they have to strongly believe that they have no merit, they have no 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 default, no, no negative defaults in the past, and and no merit from the past. There's, there's no past. You're starting right now, and 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 but oimik in a deeper level, that's actually the only thing that's true. You're always starting right now. Every moment you're starting right now. That's, that's the I am perspective. That's the ma perspective of time. But you want to take responsibility because in order for you to live presently in the present moment and create the correct choices in the present moment, to live your life differently if you wish, 
and willing in a higher way, in a deeper way, in a more connected way, with more dveikas, with more connected to, to, to Hashem. If you're choosing to live this way in any present moment, you have to take responsibility for your past, which is the yesh dimension of time, the, 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 the existence dimension of time, which means the past actually doesn't exist. I take responsibility for my past. And then I learn from my past. And then in the present moment, I'm choosing to live differently, then I'm transforming actually my past. And then Zdoinis Las Lekizachias, the past, the, the past defaults or the past sins become become merits because I'm choosing in the moment of the ayin, of the present moment, to live differently, which the ayin is beyond time, beyond yesh, beyond existence, and therefore it goes back in time and transforms. So let's say in a much simple level, in order for, for, for me to transform at any moment in my life, I need to do two things. First of all, I have to recognize what I've done in the past, take responsibility for it. That's the yeshes of Zman, that's the existence of time, and the past that does have a real effect in my present state of consciousness. The reason why I'm right now with this present person is because of my past. So I take full responsibility for that. I choose and I take agency of my past and I take responsibility for it. And then I say, in this present moment, I am a recreated reality, both on a cosmic level and on a microcosmic level, because I'm the ayin that's emerging into the yesh. I'm the nothingness, the emptiness that's emerging into the present moment right now. And therefore, I can choose any moment to be exactly as I wish to be done. That is the idea of transformation, not to get stuck and locked into a certain pattern of your behavior. The more we live with the consciousness and awareness, the conscious awareness of the emergence of ayin into yesh at every moment, that, that the nothingness is emerging at the moment, and every single moment is a brand new moment, and every single moment is, 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 is a possibility, an infinite possibility of who I can become right this present moment. You just have to choose it. So the pattern maybe allows me to want to choose it, but the moment, the freedom of the moment, and the emptiness of the moment, and the ayin that's emerging into the yesh of the moment, and every moment allows me to actually change. And therefore, maybe what, what the Alpha was saying is that when you take the shurik and you make it into a segel, when you take the three dots which is slanted and it's looped downwards and just lighting up, you pick it up. And all of a sudden you have, you have a triangle. And what that does is it says is if you ever fall, which is if, if you fall, you slip. And you slip from one time, that which is abnormal. And you slipped again. And then you're afraid you're going to slip the third time. That's going to become your normal pattern of behavior. Instead of doing that and thinking that's I'm stuck, that's it. There's no way out. This is this is the way I, this is the way it's going to be from now on. Rabbi Chacham say that's not a chazaka. That's not that's not an established fact. So what you could do is take the little dot. That's the third possibility where you're going to slide and pick it up. And then you have a triangle. And you loop back upwards and you can go back up. And if you recognize that, you actually become something that's brilliant. And the brilliance the segel, the skula, the, the, the preciousness of a person is not a person that never falls and never and, 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 and never slips. That's an angel. But the beauty of man is that if we do once, and we even slip the second time, we have the possibility to recognize the awareness of the possibility of the moment, of the ayin that's merging into yesh in every single moment, of the nothingness, the emptiness. It's allowing us to breathe again, to become again, to be open again, because every single moment is a new moment. And the, the only moment that's true is the present moment that's emerging from the nothingness, that's emerging from the divine nothingness, um, that's emerging in every single moment. I can connect to that possibility and create my life anew and get up again. So the preciousness of man, the segula of man, the, the beauty of man, is not that he never falls, not that she never falls, but when they fall, they, can, they know how to get up. Because they're living with a consciousness and awareness of the awareness that Hashem is recreating the world on a cosmic level every single moment from new and I am experiencing life in a sense of newness at every single moment.
Hashem should give us the wisdom and the strength, the Kayach and the Mayach, that we should be able to do this and live this way deeply and holy and high every single moment.